Recreation. Wow, wonderful things. Play, camping, I heard pickleball, I think. Um, and and uh, fun, I heard. I've been thinking about fun, and sometimes I think that we, speaking very generally, we don't have enough fun. That I don't have enough fun. And I wonder what it is in myself, in the culture, in what we are taught about life that as focused as this society seems on providing pleasure, what it is that actually hinders our ability to have fun. We treat fun, enjoyment as a sort of guilty pleasure. Just for the fun of it, we say. Just for the enjoyment. Just, as if fun and enjoyment should really be paired with some practical or useful or culturally approved purpose to be legitimate. To do something just for the fun of it seems, well, kind of shallow, maybe. Not a legitimate use of what seems to be an ever-shrinking amount of free time. Like straw, we race toward our purpose without stopping to smell the milkshake. And even if we are having fun, we grapple with the question of, are we doing it right? Are we telling enough people about it and posting the right pictures? Are we having as much fun as those other people who are posting seem to be having? We sometimes treat recreation as empty calories and seek to boost its value with added nutrients. It builds strong bodies and minds. It teaches children about how to work together and develop leadership skills. It increases self-confidence and readies a person for meeting challenges. All wonderful things, admittedly, but I hope to hack they're also having fun. And I would argue that the experience of having fun is not at all similar to empty calories, but a piece of being human and quite possibly a trait shared with fellow earth creatures. I'm not going to say we should take fun seriously. (laughs) That doesn't sound like much fun. But I do think we should explicitly welcome fun into our community. Because listen, as a congregation, we will be hearing, as I mentioned earlier in the announcements about the board's goals for this year in just a couple of weeks. And I am going to be talking next week, Labor Day weekend, about the work of the congregation. And we are going to be exploring throughout this year the values that are included in the Article 2 proposal that talks about who we are as Unitarian Universalists. And we are going to be rebuilding and building a new congregational structures that support and sustain this community and our mission now and into the future. And amid all of this activity, it is my deep and heartfelt desire that we have fun, right? Are you with me? 
because I have come to believe that having fun is intimately entwined with nurturing spiritual growth. And I have been encouraged and inspired in these reflections by the incredibly thoughtful services led by members of this congregation over the past weeks. Alison Ricker, back on July 30th, reminded me of how distraught I can become when I inevitably make mistakes and how tensed up I can feel around the prospect of inevitably making more mistakes in the future. And that distress I feel about mistakes I've made and that tension I feel at the prospect of mistakes I've yet to make can certainly hinder my capacity for enjoying life in this moment. When I was an intern minister at White Bear Unitarian Universalist Church in Matamidi, Minnesota, <clears throat> I remember Reverend Victoria Safford just before my first Sunday in the pulpit, my first Sunday presenting a sermon to that congregation, saying to me, have fun up there. And I remember thinking, fun? Is that a part of this? Can I have fun with this lump in my throat, these nervous tremors in my fingers, this anxious knot in my chest? But you know what I discovered? It was fun. It was fun. Even with the lump in my throat, the nervous tremors in my fingers, the anxious knot in my chest, even with the recognition that this was serious too. Serious in the sense of being meaningful, leading this thing we call worship, even with all of that, it could also be fun. It was as if by speaking that wish, Reverend Safford had invited me into that possibility. And now, though some things have changed each Sunday before worship begins, I still feel the lump in my throat, the nervous tremors in my fingers, the anxious knot in my chest, and even with the, all of the mistakes I've made in the past and will undoubtedly make in the future, I remind myself to have fun up here. Fun is part of the deal. It was fun. It is fun. Ken Hill, a couple of weeks ago, began his sermon with that beautiful story of his four-year-old self encountering a little yellow-brown triangular skipper butterfly. It let me go face-to-face, -face, quite close, and see that it was beautiful to make sense that we were both alive and sharing that moment, he said. That reminded me that our connection with all that is for all of its countless ramifications and challenges, that connection can provide a profound enjoyment. After all, what is this life if full of care we have no time to sit and stare at a little yellow-brown triangular skipper butterfly? Part of the motivation for deepening connections, paying attention to them, nurturing them, is because it is fun. We need not apologize. For that this ride we are all on which we call existence this ride is fun and i don't mean to be flip about the struggles sorrows and suffering that exists admittedly the ride is also frightening 
at times, speeding through treacherous turns and plummeting us to the depths. But there are other moments when we are swept up in the sheer delight of it, which is why we do our best to stay open and receptive through it all so that we don't miss a moment. Ingrid Pierce reminded me of this in her reflections, reminded me that this ride, this dash that comes between the birth date and the death date on orders of service and tombstones, that dash this lifetime is precious and that embracing it all, leaning into the dark side of life, even the very hardest parts can deepen our joy, allowing us to recreate, to recreate, to have fun. You see, this fun I am talking about that Ingrid and Ken and Allison inspired me to think about is not an empty calorie kind of fun. Quite the contrary. Allison invited me into curiosity, suspending not only my disbelief, but also my stubborn beliefs, not so that I could escape life, but so that I could enter more fully into it, so that I could be a more active participant, so that I could have some fun in seeing what lived on the other side of my preconceptions and assumptions. Ken, in exploring the question of what or who is trustworthy, did not pull back from life and all its complications, but entered more fully into it by exploring the wondrous nature of our connections with all that is, inviting us through the words of Peter Kalmus to do what we do in the spirit of dance, lightly, gracefully, with a smile, knowing well that this song will end and a new song will start. The universe is your partner. The lizard in the woodpile is your partner. Now, is that fun or what? I will repeat that line to myself when I need to reacquaint myself with what it means to enjoy life. The lizard in the woodpile is your partner. Honorable lizard, may I have this dance? Ingrid's sermon was explicitly about mortality, facing up to the fact that we will die for goodness sake, and yet it was filled with the joy of living. I say, and yet, but what she so beautifully pointed out was that this is in no way a contradiction. The way to joy leads precisely through the awareness of mortality. We call many of our memorial services a celebration of life. And while this is taken to mean a celebration of the life of the person who has died, which is correct, it also refers to a celebration of life itself. It is an opportunity for us all to face our own mortality. Now, the culture may tell us this is morbid, may suggest that this is the very opposite of enjoying life, certainly not fun. But if recognizing and acknowledging the simple fact that this life will end, if reflecting on our own vulnerability and the inevitability of death at some point in time leads us to savor the moments we have, to reach out to the people we love, causes us to seize the opportunities of each and every day, then our time spent in this reflection is anything but morbid. 
Indeed, it is life-affirming in the most powerful of ways, as Ingrid's story showed. Indeed, I dare say it is the pathway to having fun, as evidenced by Ingrid and others who have weathered sorrows and profound losses, who yet embrace life, all of it. I love life, she said in last week's sermon, not in a panicky, holding on sort of way, but in that engaged, embracing it all sort of way, staying alert and attentive for the whole ride, because for everything else it may be, it is fun. It's not an empty calorie fun. It is not a numb myself so I don't have to think about what is real kind of fun. This is a grounded, nurturing, spiritual growth kind of fun, which is not to say that it can't be very silly or that it needs justification as something other than just fun. And no, I don't expect that I or any of us will be having fun all of the time. I just don't want to miss the opportunities when they arise because I am holding on to buried assumptions about what fun is or should be. I don't want us to miss this invitation from our call to worship. Is it beyond thee to be glad with the gladness of this rhythm, to be tossed and lost and broken in the whirl of this fearful joy? All things rush on, they stop not, they look not behind, no power can hold them back, they rush on, keeping step with that restless, rapid music, seasons come dancing and pass away. Colors, tunes, and perfumes pour in endless cascades in the abounding joy that scatters and gives up and dies every moment. Is it beyond thee to be glad with the gladness of this rhythm? I think not. Are we ready to have some fun this year? I think so. I thought so. I invite you to rise in body or spirit for a closing hymn, number 14, The Sun at High Noon. And I know these hymns today may seem um, a little unfamiliar. The melodies may seem a little slow. I just want to uh, um, invite you to to uh, uh, be with the words also. And um, if I can just take a moment. So, so imagine this at a poetry slam. The sun at high noon, the stars in dark space, the light of the moon on each upturned face, the high clouds, the rain clouds, the lark song on high, we gaze up in wonder above to the sky, the green grassy blade, the grasshopper's sound, the creatures of shade that live in the ground, the dark soil, the moist soil where plants spring to birth, we look down at wonder below in the earth. The glad joys that heal the tears in our eyes, the longings we feel, the light of surprise, our night dreams, our daydreams, our thought ranging wide, we live with a whole world of wonder inside. <laughs>